Impress your friends, amaze your coworkers, make your family proud. Here's what you need to know. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Fourth quarter of the program begins right now. Finishing strong here on a Wednesday. Uh, coming up here shortly, Bob Glauber. R.I.P. No, he's still alive, right? Just retired. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. He still His does. Career is R.I.P. He's still. He's still like I think he he's still voting more, on the Hall of Fame. Talks just more now than when he was working. I know. We get we get texts, and he's actually friendly now, which is amazing. No, he's not this uh, bitter, he's, angry. He's, Oh, no, much better. Uh, He's going to talk some football with us. Uh, Coming up here in our next segment, time now for our Need to Know. It's uh, brought to you uh, by our friends at Corona Corona Light, Corona Corona Premier. Excuse me, easy for me to say. Uh, Get it uh, right now uh, via Corona Premier. Less carbs, less calories. Uh, The Corona Heart Seltzers, too, if you're really looking. As we turn the corner, start heading into spring, you want a great light option with less carbs, less sugars. The uh, Corona Heart Seltzers, get them wherever you buy your Coronas. Uh, let's start off with the uh, news of the day, which was the reveal. The big reveal. The big reveal of the Kansas City Chiefs renovation plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, less than stunning. Is that what you'd say, Curtis, was the reaction? Yeah, I would I would say most people's uh, response, at least in my timeline, which, as I've said many times before, is the pulse of this city, was... Uh, <laughs> Was uh, more like um, okay, yeah, really, uh, hmm. yes, yes. Well, anyway, uh, so I'll take a large well. I, listen, I encourage everybody to go look at it and read about it and do research, particularly those of you that are going to vote on this. It's very much very important for you uh, folks to take a look at it and see what you think of of everything, but. You know, it's a renovation, and Todd Lebo said it very well. If you missed the Todd Lebo segment, you want to know a lot of information about it and the, the reveal today, uh, hour number two of the podcast at 810WHB.com or on the 810 app. Uh, you can get that there. And I'd encourage you to listen to that uh, and and hear what Todd had to say. It, it You know, he's like, listen, a lot of the, a lot of times renovations, he goes, I wasn't excited about the last renovation. You know, why would I be excited about this renovation, which I think is – a, a fair point. Um, you know, it just it doesn't have the wow factor, the sizzle of a completely new stadium. Nope. I think it's a great point. Uh, let's start here with Sam McDowell asking Clark Hunt uh, how much the renovation will cost. Uh, the renovation is estimated to cost $800 million, and our family will be investing 300 of that. Are there any renovations to the practice facility that will be part of this project? Uh, <laughs> Those are not contemplated uh, at this time and are not part of the numbers uh, that I just shared with you. Um, we, we are going to evaluate uh, our long-term needs there and uh, uh, may come back uh, at a later time with some thoughts on that. Reaction? I don't know that I had a reaction as far as... I mean, I think when his renovations, is like, well, they're not going to go for as big a number as the Royals. Doesn't so. sound like it, no. Yeah, that's that seemed to be kind of where I thought it was. Um, all right, let's talk about the uh, training facility. There's been some rumblings that there is nothing in the agreement uh, with this about what's going to go up for vote about the Chiefs having to keep the practice field, their offices in Jackson County. Mark Donovan was asked if there's any thought to moving the training facilities to another area. 
In terms of the training facility, um, I know you just talked to Clark about this, and I didn't hear what he said. So I bet you what he didn't say, because he's just so humble, is we're going to put two more million dollars into our existing training facility this offseason. Probably not the time to be thinking about a new one, right? So we'll look at it. We'll continue to look at it as we go here. There are a lot of different things going on in the National Football League. There are a lot of different things going on in college football when it comes to facilities. So we'll look at that, but there's no plan right now to do that. No no plan right now to do yeah. that as in move it, somewhere, it else, somewhere else or to put more money into it. I think to, to move it somewhere else. Okay. But I don't know that put, putting just $2 million in would mean that they're that, – well, I, put, I just put $2 million on that thing. I'm not, we're not moving it. If they thought they could make it better, may, I, I don't think $2 million for, for for us, it's a major – Listen, if, if you're in St. Joe, this is good news because there's no statement about anything being right. built. A lot of people in Kansas City thought and, frankly, wanted – Maybe not people in the Northland, that it's just a quick jaunt up to St. Joe. Mm-hmm. But on the south side, I think everybody was optimistic. Certainly Blue Springs, Independence. Okay, they're going to dump some money in the practice facility. They're going to create a 10,000, 8,000-seat facility, and training camp will come home to their practice facility. Not for $2 million or not. No. no. So, you know, at least for now, it doesn't look like there's any choice but to go back to St. Joe. Right. Uh, why renovate? Uh, Mark Donovan explained why he and Clark Hunt uh, want this renovation. Clark and I and other members of our senior team for the last five years, every single time we go to an away game, we spend some time in the stadiums looking at what they've done, looking how they've done it. What can we learn from that? What can we take from that? What do we not want to do that they've done? And we have the good fortune of playing in Los Angeles twice a year to play the Chargers at SoFi Stadium and in Vegas to play the Raiders in addition to getting another visit in February. Um, You know, when you're in those stadiums and you're talking about, should we build a new stadium, should we renovate Arrowhead, it's very easy to get jealous. And the jealousy comes from, could we actually do this? Could we do it in a new building? Could we do it at Arrowhead? One of the things that has me most excited about this entire project is that you sit on that field level of Allegiant Stadium, and you look at that amazing end zone suite that they have, and you say, wow, too bad we can't do that. We found a way to do that. And not only are we bringing the best of the newest buildings in the NFL, but we're putting it inside the iconic Arrowhead Stadium. So as Clark said, we're keeping the spirit of this building and everything that makes it special, but we're bringing the very best of the best into the building. And obviously that's the sales pitch, right? Yep. I mean, I, th- I think this will come down to a lot of people. Like, there are many people, and, and I respect their opinion, that are like, hey, Arrowhead, the structure is special. I think the atmosphere is, for me, it's the fans. It's Chiefs fans. It's Kansas Cityans being there. That, to me, is the biggest thing. I don't see the building as my guy. I don't see – I didn't see Lambo inside as anything really that special. Football stadiums just aren't – it's not – baseball you see out – Yes. You get these iconic views. You have these things. The football stadium is just you're just kind of here, and a lot of times they're dug down into the ground. And so you're, you know, I don't see it. There are people that do, 
I walk in there, it's a concrete floor with concrete walls, and it looks a lot like all the others. For other people, it, it does more to them. It moves them, and I, and I respect that. I don't get that movement. The movement I get is when that place is rocking, and I look around at all the Chiefs fans and the red jerseys and the hoodies and all that. That can happen anywhere. Because we were out there in 08 and 09, and it, it wasn't rocking. There wasn't an atmosphere because the team wasn't very good and the fans didn't really care. I do think, and, and Curtis pointed this, this out, that so much more happened in Lambeau in decades prior, whereas with the Chiefs, that's not an arrowhead, that's not really the case. I do think there's something to, some people feel it, some people don't, but there is something to being in a place where many historic events happen, and, and you do kind of feel part of it. It's strange. It doesn't maybe make a whole lot of sense why it, why you would feel part of it, but... You walk into Lambeau, something about it, at least for me, I get that sensation. You somehow feel part of the Ice Bowl. Nothing like the Ice Bowl ever happened at Arrowhead Stadium. And so even if you are the type of person that feels part of the history when you're in that building, not a lot of history has happened in that building. Right. Even there were many more. There were many more uh, events, I guess, until the last couple years at Kauffman Stadium. There was much more of a postseason history around that ballpark than there ever was at Arrowhead, and they're going somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. Although, uh, let's be clear: the last five years has been a ton of memories. Yes, and and the last five years, and they all count more than absolutely. They all count. So, you know, before this, yes, much more playoff memories in Kauffman, but. Total now, it's, more narrow. It's, it's Arrowhead. I just want to be clear. Yeah. Like we don't, you don't get it just. There's only, the there's only been one years. one World Series championship in, at, at the K, and you can't have a Super Bowl at Arrowhead. But they've gone through four. There have been two winning World Series and four World Series played yeah. there. Yep. And that is a little bit different in the sense that the championship round is played in the home parks, yeah. where the Super Bowls are played elsewhere. So there are AFC Championship games that have been mm-hmm. played. You know, and so there might still be more history. Five actually, and Kaufman, one and three of them might be more at Kaufman when you consider that games are played at home. Yeah, and the actual championships are played elsewhere uh, when it comes to the football. But you know, we'll see. We'll see if the where the voters go. Uh, Clark Hunt was asked uh, why it's important to keep Arrowhead. Well, I think what my dad loved best about this stadium was the connection that the team had with our fan base. And uh, if he was alive today, I think his answer would, would be the same, that, you know, he, he loves uh, this building because of what it means uh, to our fans. And um, we still believe that it's one of the best stadiums in the National Football League, but we also know that it's a bucket list destination, as I mentioned, for fans across the NFL, uh, as well as for our fans here, here in Kansas City. So uh, he knows how much it me- meant to our fans and how much it means to our fans today, and, and that's why, in large part, we want to renovate. Yeah, and as I, I stated, I, the, the connection, like what it meant to his dad, like honestly, that's that's I understand why the Hunt family feel you know that's important to the Hunt family. Yeah, it's not important to this city. No, and if, if the question is why is it important to you, that's one thing. If it's why is it sh- why should it be important to the city? Because the sales pitch to to keeping Arrowhead shouldn't be because this is what Clark this is wanted. What my, yeah, I want and what my or dad what wanted. Lamar wanted. The, the sales pitch to the city is. Why should the people who live in this county and are going to be taxed for the next 25 or wherever many years, why should they want This Arrowhead? is how this is going to generate revenue for you. Yes. 
Right. That, that wasn't and, a sales pitch. That was a sentimental reason why he wanted to be there. I agree. Uh, that's a swing and a miss. But, I, yep. you know, how the question is asked is important. Yep. On the topic of the pitch to the city, because this just, we've got Channel 41 on here in, in the studio on the TVs, and they just played, they just played a, a, an ad a, a pro voting for the the stadiums. And one of the, the things, that, of course, I couldn't hear, but one of the things that flashed across the screen was no new taxes. Does it? Rub you kind of the wrong. That, I, I point that it out every time. Feels disingenuous. Uh, listen, there there is no new tax. There is an extension of a tax that was going to expire. In my book, that's a new tax. But I tend to agree. There are semantics to battle, and we've talked about that many times. I I do think it's a new tax because it's money you wouldn't be paying unless you vote yes on this. I don't know how that couldn't be a new tax, <laughs> but um, that though is frankly maybe the least of my worries. But I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, one more from Mark Donovan. This was when they kind of had the media scrum after it. He was asked, uh, what happens if the vote fails? Yeah, we've been pretty open about that, and I think it's the same for the Royals. Um, if Jackson County decides not to support the Chiefs going forward, then the Chiefs have to look at all their options. It's just the reality. If we don't have a stadium to play in, we need a stadium to play in, and we got to look at our all options. What we have been focused on is finding a way to continue this partnership to be able to continue to pay, play in our the same thing. When I heard that, I was glad to hear that you heard the same thing. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't say. He doesn't say we'll go someplace else in the metro area. He just left it completely open ended. But the part where you that you you drew out earlier was that if you don't support the Chiefs, the Chiefs, yeah, not the stadium proposal or the tax or whatever, if you don't support, if they choose not to support the Chiefs, um, twenty days after I mean I think it's completely unfair I think it's a smart move to paint it that way if you're Mark Donovan but I think it's completely unfair to think that if you don't vote to give them the money to spend it on this project the way they want to spend it you don't support the Chiefs yes I mean that's remember when Carl Peterson got a lot of flack for saying my obligation is to the to the season ticket holders because they're the real fans. They're the ones that step up and put their money down and say, I I, I want to be yep. I want to support the Kansas City Chiefs. He wore that to the day he left. He did. And there was there was a point to be made there, but it, it didn't sound good. This one was tactically. It doesn't sound good. Well, you don't support the you like, oh, I don't want to vote for that because. I don't see what new thing I'm getting, and you're just going to raise my ticket prices for a bunch of stuff that I'm not really going to get to do anyway. So why would I support this? Well, I guess you don't support the Chiefs. That's pretty harsh. It is. But it's it's politically it gets, motivated, yeah. and it's a tactical statement. And so for me, Mark Donovan's doing his job. I can get beyond that with Mark Donovan, but I would understand if somebody was upset about that comment. If it gets the job done and the vote goes through... He won't care how, nor should he care how it sounded. Uh, more Chiefs news. They're releasing veteran wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling in a move that surprised literally no one. Uh, it saves them $12 million against the cap. I uh, I wonder if they even went to him and said, let's rework the deal, bring you down to a base and lock in a bunch of incentives. And he said, uh-uh. Maybe not. They're like, he's not going to go for what we're going to offer. We're going to offer the league minimum. As we can get that production from the league minimum. I'm sure he wasn't surprised by this move either. Shouldn't have been. I, I'm not I'm not sure of that. That's a fair point. And I'm don't I'm honest when I say that, and I don't mean it as a compliment. Right. Did it knock him on his ass, which is the only position where he can catch a ball? <laughs> Could be. 
Dave Merritt, Chiefs defensive backs coach, will interview for the 49ers defensive coordinator job. Just this past November, he said no D.C. job till his kids are out of high school. So is this just got to interview to get my raise? Maybe they're negotiating deals, maybe, you know, or, or this is about face-off what he said just a few months ago. We hope it's, it's as Chiefs fans, we hope it's just uh, seeing what's out there. Yeah. What can I get out of this? Yeah. Because he's earned it, whatever he gets. And just for clarification, we talked about this yesterday, that Legarius Sneed can go talk to other teams about a trade. We pointed this out that, listen, part of what it was was they agreed that they were going to franchise him. He was okay with it because they said he could be looking for another team. So if they can find a trade partner, great. Obviously, no one's going to trade for him unless they think they've got a long-term deal. So, you know, first you got to be like, can you sign him? We, don't even, we won't even talk compensation. Okay, we're thinking this much. Okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk trade compensation. What do you want, Chiefs? They get a third if they just let him walk. So it's got to be more than a third-round pick. What do you think you can get for LeJarrius Sneed? 27 going to be 28-year-old corner. Gee, many Christmas. Second. That's the answer if I'm answering it. Just a second. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else. No, probably a second. If you, if you got that, would you do it? Yeah. yeah I definitely would because I'd let him walk for a third even. Yeah. If I can't get that, then I'll let him walk and I'll take the third. Yeah. Particularly with, with, with this GM's ability to replenish that position. You wouldn't have to use a second. So here's, here's another one. You use a second somewhere else and use one of the other picks. If you lose Dave Merritt. Does that change how you look at it? The guy who's been the position coach for the position they've been so good at. A little bit. It, it changes how good I feel about that right. deal, but it didn't. It wouldn't preclude me from making it. I think you still make the right decision. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I, I won't you feel just, as comfortable doing say, it. Well, we're going to figure out. We've is it Spags? Is it Merritt? What is it? The, the, the mystery will be solved with this move. Colts GM Chris Ballard made it clear that the club has no plans to let Michael Pittman Jr. hit the open market. So that means either they're almost done with the contract extension or they're going to put the franchise tag on him. T. Higgins and him were 1-2 on everybody's list of uh, wide receivers. Mike Evans might be third if you're willing to take on a 30-year-old wide receiver with a lot of miles. But he was very young. He was 20 years old when he came to the league. So, mm-hmm. But he's 30 years old now, um, or will be 30. I can't remember which it is. But anyway, but Pittman Jr. not going to hit the open market, according to uh, Chris Ballard. Uh, bad news for the Chiefs, but not unexpected news yeah. for the uh, Chiefs. And um, uh, a, a quote, this is one of the places we were going to go before we heard all the Chiefs things, was the comments of McCole Hardman on the Ryan Clark podcast. Uh, quote, this is from Joe Douglas, the general manager of the Jets. I'll just say those comments definitely resonated with us. Douglas said when asked about McCall Hardman's midseason come get me comments. So they sent him packing. Uh, I wonder if uh, the, the comments he made on Ryan Clark's podcast where he said they don't know anything about winning championships and offense is all self-involved. And I wonder how much that resonated. Sure, it all all conspired. It's Aaron's world. We'll just kind of we'll just let Aaron do what he wants to do, and and then Aaron goes down, and we got nothing. Yep, we'll see. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, we come back. Uh, we talk to Bob Glauber, our NFL insider from yesteryear, a uh, man who votes for the uh, Hall of Fame. He joins us next, talking Chiefs football here in the program. 
You listen to the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Seren Petro with you. Uh, let's talk some NFL football. Bob Glauber, formerly our weekly NFL insider. I remember him. That's right. Joins What's us he here in the uh, program. I have no idea whatsoever. Uh, he's proudly brought to you by our friends at the University of Kansas Health System. Have you suffered an orthopedic injury in everyday life or playing sports? The University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care at 435 and all. NOP, my wife was in and out in less than 30 minutes. They're open weekdays 8 to 7, Saturdays 8 to 2. You can learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. Let's welcome our friend Bob Glauber. Uh, Bob, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I love talking to you guys. I've missed you, believe it or not, and um, I'm all good. I choose to believe it. I choose you to believe it. You should believe it. Yes. You, you should believe it. Curtis believes it. You know, sometimes i got to convince you to believe it. Yes. True. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you are missed. Your hand-picked successor, Mike Sando, and if people don't know, Bob very much recommended Mike as well, has done a great job, and you were very smart in tabbing him. I knew Mike, but not nearly as well as you knew him, uh, just from talking to him here and there uh, at, at events. But he's done a great job. So you Thank even that. took care of us in departing your weekly segment by giving us a great football insider uh, to have to carry on. Although he does bash you every time he gets a chance. <laughs> it, listen, you know, when people are insecure, they, they lash out a little bit. It, it, and I get it. I've told Mike that. I said, Mike, it, it'll, it'll pass. You, you'll be okay. You'll get your footing and, you know, you won't be so uh, quick to, to criticize. But Mike and I are dear friends. So, yeah. by the way, his son won. Did he tell you this about this uh, scholarship? Uh, no, you did. Okay, I'll tell you. But share it with everybody else. Now. Yeah. So we we at the Pro Football Writers of America, which I'm still very involved in. I, I love that group. I was president for three years. It's a great group, and you know I've, I'm really devoted to the cause. So I'm involved in the scholarship. Um, uh, program that we have. And we've had one scholarship winner here, the Arthur Rooney Scholarship, but we added a John Clayton Memorial Scholarship. Uh, John, a great legend of the business. And Mike's son won it. Panky Panky was judged by six people, and, and he won it. Cade Sando, um, terrific student out in the uh, state of Washington, was a great high school quarterback, played basketball and baseball, great, great, great uh, and we we are so delighted about that. And Mike was was really touched. You know, we wanted to see tears. He did not cry, um, but he was very very happy that that Kate got that award, and, and we are too. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think it's great. And the fact you know he and John being friends and everything, it's just it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's it's really really cool that you guys did that. So it really um, was. And you know, what, listen, we we I, I don't want to waste time on this, but we judged it blindly. We did not know who we were judging. And when we found out who won this award, uh, one of our judges um, cried because she knew just how much it would mean to John Clayton and John and, and Mike Sando. So it was it was really cool. Yeah, that is very okay. cool. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Bob Glauber uh, here on the program. By the way, Bob, if you're in a corner of your house that isn't the best for your cell phone, move towards the spot that is because you did break up just a little bit there. So uh, okay. if you could. How's this? That's, how's this? Well, it always sounds fine when someone says, how's this? It still sounds like <laughs> you. 
Yeah. I'm right but, by the window now. I'm yeah. right by the window. If you could okay. press your face against the window the entire time, that would be great. <laughs> Car never makes the noise when you take it into the mechanic. Yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> Doing this thing. I love being in a apartment right. like that. Uh, Run uh, to the uh, window. Yeah. Oh, voice of God. It's just like, you know, shoot that into my veins. <laughs> uh, God. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the next time we chat, remind me to bring to tell you something about that. That is that is um, there's something funny there that I have to share with okay. you. Anyway. Uh, we could get to it now. Uh, if you're done with your laundry list of things you wanted to tell us. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. What can it, I say? It, so. and, and do you still have a Hall of Fame vote? I do. Okay. So um, just so people know, Bob is not just a longtime writer in the NFL, but he's a football historian and takes the Hall of Fame vote very seriously. Has Andy Reid, and if he hasn't, what will it take for him to become the number one coach of all time? Number one coach of all time, probably, probably two to three more Super Bowl wins. So that's all it is. That's all it is 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 quantity of Super Bowls. I mean, listen, you know, you're talking about. So right, so right now he's behind uh, Bill Belichick and Chuck Knoll. No, no, I listen, but what? No, but but they've got more Super Bowls. But I'm talking about, you know, listen, he's he's probably had he's had more of an impact than Chuck Knoll on the NFL. Okay, as as a thinker, as a you know offensive genius, uh, what he's done, he 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 just has. Um, Belichick, I I think is still ahead of him. Uh, Just you're talking about Mount Rusher. You're talking about. Parsing geniuses here, all right? It's, it's really tough to do. You know, Bill Walsh has had an immeasurable impact on NFL history, including Andy Reid, who is a prominent member of Bill Walsh's tree. So, well, know, he's really a member of Mike Holmgren's. He never actually coached for Walsh, did he? No, but it's it's the it's the father. But Bill Walsh is the father of the West Coast offense. So he coached Holmgren, who coached Reid. You know, this is it's all interconnected. It's you know he's from that tree. Listen, there's only and, 32 jobs. Like the well, the tree thing, I'm a I'm a big believer in, but you got to actually be a part of the tree. You're you're getting way out to a seed oh, on the ground on. underneath a tree. Like, come on, settle down. Andy Reid is part of the Bill Walsh tree. Who's did. part of the Who's part of the Paul Brown, Paul Brown tree? Well, you can argue that. Although Paul Brown turned Bill Walsh down and cast him aside. Um, and Bill Walsh left him. So, but you can you can say that. But Bill Walsh became his own entity in my mind, and created this tremendous, um, you know, splurge of coaches and coaching philosophy that to this day dominates the NFL. It's it. I, I remember it's it. now why we fired Bob. You fired me. <laughs> wow. Revisionist history. You know what? You know why you, you in your mind, fired me? Because because I challenge you. I, I make you think, and I, and I piss you off. Okay? Sando is a nice guy. Oh, he's like, you know. Well, oh, you didn't, you didn't, they've, they've had some discussions. Yeah, you, did, you didn't hear you know. Sando and I going at it about, you know, whether or not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, yeah. Whether or not. You know, all these teams should be getting a free pass for not trying to get Lamar Jackson. That got pretty heated. Good. I hope he got mad because he's fun when he gets mad too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's like low key because he's one of those nice guys. 
and he keeps it in, I'm like, I'm out. Like, you, you, if I'm mad, I'll just tell you like right then. You have to kind of kind of get to Sando a little bit. You gotta you gotta probe and you gotta mm-hmm. you know you gotta get under the surface because he's one of those outwardly really nice guys. And those are the guys that once they get really mad, they'll fight you. They'll get like drunk and just fight you and and become animals. Right? Oh. That's Sando. A drunken animal. That's uh, a good well, quote he, from you know, he would, yeah, Bob he Robert. Drink, and uh, you know, as far as I know, but he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of personality. You know, those really nice. nice no, I do. People. I know what you're talking but about. You get to a spot. You're not like that because you'll get pissed off immediately, right? <laughs> and we'll fight right away. It's like, and you miss that. You gotta miss it. Uh, so listen, here's my point on Andy Reid. Like, I, I'm fine if you say he's got to do more, but just bring. I hate when the first thing out of someone I respect's mouth is Super Bowls, and then Bill Russell's better than Jordan. Right, like I, I hate that. What do like, you want from me? Do you want, you want me to pronounce him the greatest coach of all time now? No, I, I, I just want that. you to have deeper reasons than a Super Bowl tally, because I think the the part that I think is the most compelling that I told you for many years, and I think is now being proven, is. Let's see what happens if Andy Reid ever gets his Hall of Fame quarterback. And let's see what happens if Bill Belichick keeps coaching without Tom Brady. And Belichick went down the toilet. Mm-hmm. And Andy Reid is bettering what Bill Belichick did with his Hall of Fame quarterback. So I don't know why the body of work without the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, which to me is, you can make a case, is that's when the real coaching goes on. Why that doesn't – I think you can make a tremendous case right now that if you don't want to make Andy Reid the best coach of all time, fine. But I think you can make a great case that he's better than Belichick. If you want to give it to Walsh, you want to give it to Joe Gibbs, you know my affinity for Joe Gibbs winning three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks, none of which will ever go to the Hall of Fame. I think that's one of the greatest accomplishments of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, But I, I, think, I think the recent work of Bill Belichick, coupled with the – middling at best success with Cleveland really speaks to how he was great carrying Tom Brady's bags. Mm-hmm. Listen, I get your argument. I get it. And, you know, there's there's a merit to that at a certain – there is. There, there just is. Now, 20 years of a, a dynasty is unparalleled. Um, we're, we're obviously not at that point yet with – Kansas City, we, we might be at that point at some point. Um, it's still a lot to ask, but you know, Andy Reid would be like eighty. You don't, you don't want him coaching at eighty. Uh, Andy Reid actually only needs to average twelve wins, which he's averaged more than that in his time with Patrick Mahomes. He needs to average twelve wins a year for six years, and he'll pass uh, Don Shula for most wins. And if he coaches six years with Patrick Mahomes, he would probably add at least one, if not more, Super Bowls to his resume. And right now, Bill Belichick's dead in the water. Mm-hmm. So he's he only going to coach to 72 yeah. to, to be the winningest regular season coach, which would blow away anybody in total wins. Okay. So it's not like, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, you make it sound like, oh, it's an impossibility. It's so far away. No, it's, it's not, not, it's it's not, not impossible. Away. He doesn't have it's to coach until he's 80. He's, listen, Andy, what Andy Reid has done is remarkable. Um, I love what he what he said this week about advice for young coaches, right? You know, yeah. work hard, be honest, and get a great quarterback. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what else is there? Talked for like 90 seconds and went, hey, get a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Buried the lead, Coach. Uh, so, yes. Um, I, he's he's great. And I think that I love the fact that Andy Reid is getting his just due. You have been, you know, espousing it uh, for quite a while. And it's fine. Yeah, happy, You know, I, I'm, I'm okay. happy for you. So Mahomes v. Brady. Mahomes v. Brady. has got to win, like, five more Super Bowls. I don't know yet. Can, can we let the guy finish his career? Can't we? Can't we let him play? No, because I have four hours of radio to do every day, Bob. Every day. So no, we can't just sit around Bob. and postpone the show until the year twenty thirty six. What? 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 Kurt? Bob Gore Vidal once said, "The great Gore Vidal once said, write what you know is great advice for someone who shouldn't be a writer. You should write what you believe and write what you think." Wow. That's Put good. that in your pipe and smoke it. That's good. Yeah. Retirement I boy. That, I don't know what that means, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> write what you think. You don't always know what you're talking. You, you write what you think, not what you absolutely know. Wow, <laughs> you're just you're 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 kind of you're Belichick post Brady right now with this appearance yeah, so far. I'm saying. Well, I'm out of practice. You know, I got no uh, I got no team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> except you know what? One difference between me and Belichick. I left on my own. Oh, hello. Oh, no, I'm not. No, there, there is a difference there. He still wants to coach. I'm uh, like, I knew when I was done. I'm, I'm done. All right, well, I'll get and to. And you took it like, oh, you're done. Oh, you, you, will you talk to us? No, I'm done. Oh, you don't like me. Oh, okay, you're done. Uh, okay. What? Not at all how that conversation went, but okay. Um, there were some words exchanged. Yeah, uh, but so what? What? Where is it right now? Because there are many people that, with that Super Bowl, and even before that Super Bowl, because one of the things I've talked about is like. Going into the Super Bowl, it's kind of like both teams, both coaches, both quarterbacks have already won it, and then one of them's going to give it all back, right? We we set this. We spent two weeks talking about what it means if they win. It's kind of like they both have won, and then one of them's got to give it back, right? Because I remember all the talk about Mahomes and he won. I remember all the talk about Mahomes going to get back to backs, and then they got beat by the Bucks, and everybody pulled back on him. Right? Then he goes and wins another one. Everyone's on board. He wins back to back, and so he wins this. I mean. You know, uh, like you well, know, right now he has he has gotten what Brady did his first four years as a starter. No, he has another conference three championship game on top of it. But he's got three Super Bowls in four years, right? But he That's has another had. conference championship on okay. top of what Brady accomplished. But in terms of Super Bowls, he's got three and four. So that's it again. It's just he's the Super Bowl. Three and five, actually. Three and, five, three and four, it was. No, for Brady. Yeah, but, but right. Mahomes has three so and five. Fifth, each, each guy's first five years, it's they oh, both have three in the first five. And it's actually. So a, and Mahomes has an additional Super Bowl appearance. Super Bowl appearance, correct, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's good. And it's not Mahomes' first five, it's his first six. And yeah. he's been he's got four conference yeah, championships. About and, the, when the Super Bowl started. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's similar. But you're right. I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes, who do I like? Who, who do you like watching better? Mahomes or Brady? Mahomes. Who? Who? Who is? Hey, listen. Let me cut to the chase and, and let me put out there what the right answer is, and then you see if you can catch up. All right. Okay, Gore. Tom Brady <laughs> has a better career right now, but Patrick Mahomes is playing the position better than Tom Brady ever did. He's doing things Tom Brady just couldn't do. You know, I mean, he ran yeah. for 66 yards. He was the leading rusher in the Super Bowl, and every one of his runs, or at least four of his six, I think, were first downs. The other two avoided 
losses of, of sacks. And one of them was a fourth and one quarterback keeper. I mean, the running part of it is unquestioned. He sees the field. He makes all the throws. He's won it with great wideouts. He's won it with maybe the worst wide receiving group in the NFL. No one's ever played the quarterback position better than he's playing it right now. I only hesitate because when Brady was at his peak, that's what we said, the same thing about Brady. No one has played the position better because he's different. Right, because Patrick Mahomes was passer. Pat, he's, he's a different. It's a different skill set. Yeah, Patrick he's, Patrick Mahomes was was you know, you know, learning how to poo on the potty when that was going on. I get, now he's I get here it. and he's better. Oh, okay, okay. You're you're a prisoner of the moment, and it's fine. I understand it. He's in your town, and you got you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So you don't think he's playing the quarterback position better than anybody else? I want to be clear, so I can quote you accurately when I slam you all over Twitter. I think Patrick Mahomes is. I there's no player I like watching more, maybe in my life, than Patrick Mahomes. Right? Isn't, isn't that like you? Can, you want to parse through? Is that your job? Because you got it four hours a day. You got your podcast, and you, you know you're you're like you don't stop talking and writing and working, right? And that's, that's your thing. I, I, there's no one I like better watching than Patrick Mahomes. Am I ready to say that Patrick Mahomes head-to-head is better than Tom Brady? I don't, I don't know that I'm ready to say that just yet. Even right now, he's not playing it at a higher level. Playing he doesn't have the career marks, level. but I, I believe, it, and I think that's kind of the consensus, when everybody I quizzed at the Super Bowl. roster that Tom Brady had to overcome, now that we know more. What, wait, 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 to... wait a minute. What? Have you looked at the Chiefs' offensive roster? Looking, looking, looking. Have you have you seen looking. what the talent around Patrick Mahomes? I, I agree. The, the, the what is it? Please fill me in. The, the, the talent, like, do you like your running back? He has yet to rush for 1,000 yards. Okay. And yet there's this this feeling like he somehow has, you know, Walter Payton in his prime in the backfield. No, he's he's Ahmad Bradshaw, former Giants running back who was like ran like that. He was incredible like that. Uh, well, but, and no, nobody okay. where, but, where hang on, where do they put the statue of Ahmad Bradshaw there in New York? There is no statue. Right, so st- so falling again, back into the end where zone. is this talent around him on the offensive side of the ball right now? Um, I I get it, but Tom Brady for years and years overcame the personnel shortcomings of that of that team, and so has Patrick Mahomes the last years. two years. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. It's fine, and you know, without Tyreek Hill, it's remarkable. I give him all the all the plaudits. Okay, so. Let me just try to get out of this argument. And say, that. okay, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay, there we go. Bob Glauber, uh, formerly <laughs> our NFL insider, <laughs> is with us here in the uh, program. Finally, You're coming to his for senses. Moving it along. Okay. Finally, coming to his senses. No, but I think it's important because I I, I want to hear your opinion. But I but I, I when you give me the reasons for it and they're erroneous, you know, and something has to be said. He's amazing. I. How about giving me credit for picking the Chiefs to beat the 49ers on your program in freaking September? 
Why is there no mention of that? Uh, we lost that. Why? We lost the tape Why? on that one. I Why? don't have it. I don't know. Jeez. Well, you, you you'll find it. That happened. One of those one of those things. Oh, Curtis, know. come on. It, it 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 that sounds vaguely familiar uh, yeah. from that front. All right. So, how are they going to do moving forward? What do you think? What do you think the rest of the story is with Reed and Mahomes? Well, a lot of it has to do. With, you know, Mahomes has seven. Seven to ten years of elite football left, I would say. Now he could, you know, he's more physical than than Brady, so he's he's going to get beat up. But he's to me, he's got seven to ten more elite. I don't know how long Andy Reid sticks around for that. That that makes a big difference. It does. Andy Reid, when Andy Reid is not there, it's going to make a big difference. It just is. Um, Mahomes can still win Super Bowls, but. Andy Reid is 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 very he is the glue, all right. Mahomes is awesome. He's one one of the greats, if not the greatest of all time. But Reid makes a huge difference there. So a lot of it depends on how long Andy Reid sticks around. Why do you think? Yeah, that that, I I think that is. I would agree. I disagree with nothing in what you said. I think I think it will be much harder without Andy Reid. You Um, have to say that to Mike Sando. I disagree with nothing. No. You don't. He's good, <laughs> not great. <laughs> Why isn't your guy Steve Spagnolo getting more consideration for a head coaching job? Well, he's not young. He did it before. Uh, he's on the other side of the ball where you're going to, you know, if you're going to make a move there, offense will usually carry the day. I know there have been exceptions now with defensive coaches, but, you know, he, he had the shot. It didn't work out, um, and I, you know, and that's it. I think it's more of a younger person's game in the coaching ranks, and you see that by seeing that Andy Reid is the last man standing of Reid, Carroll, and Belichick, and that that has that that that's that means something. Yeah, but I think everyone's missing the point. He's the last one with a high quality quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, it's not because they're old. So, uh, well, what do you mean? I mean, Pete Carroll is, is has boundless energy and could have gone another five years. But uh, they said, okay, uh, let's go. Let's, uh, it's over. Well, yeah, and I, and I don't think he had Patrick Mahomes, but I think Russell Wilson was good. But I think that, that speaks to the other reason why the two of them are gone and Andy Reid still here is because they're defensive coaches, and they couldn't keep their quarterbacks happy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of it. That's part of it. But – the combination of Andy and and Patrick is just, you know, it's iconic, it's historic, it's, you know, once in a, in a not more more than once in a more than a generation, once in a century, you know, it just we we just haven't seen that, and yeah, so we, that that's special. So Spagnolo, I think he is a terrific coach. He's awesome. I I watched him in 07 when he was with the Giants. He made all the difference in the world. It was remarkable. And then, you know, eventually he goes on to the head coaching job. In St. Louis, it doesn't work out. He didn't have a quarterback. Um, You know, there were a lot of factors there that it didn't work out. I don't know that he was ready for it. so you know, he's, see, he's I, I, think, I think I think you just now. you just talked right by the close. He didn't have a quarterback. That's it. That's okay. it. Like it, that, 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 so that's what gonna, these. Are you going to pair Steve Spagnolo with? And how many jobs open this this cycle? 
had a quarterback. Yeah, but that's the, but that's the thing, Bob. That's it's true of every coach. And everyone who doesn't have a quarterback doesn't just go, well, we're folding up tents. We, we cease to exist. They all go ahead and hire a coach. And this time, a lot of them hire defensive coaches. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing. Like, if you if you had said to me, it's because he's a defensive coach, and you got to find the quarterback and have a guy that is not going to leave him. Then I'd be like, okay, on to the next subject. But it's the – because that, to me, I would never hire a defensive coach. Never. I just don't think it works. So, okay. you know. So what? So why are you, you know. Well, I, I just wanted your opinion. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just, I, I think it's, I think that the time has not been right. And I don't know that the time is going to be right. You know, some, you know, that adage that, you know, sometimes you, you know, you're a great coordinator and that's, that's what you are. I think Steve Spagnuolo is a borderline, like, Hall of Fame coach. Right, that's how that's how good his contributions have been. You know, the Pro Football Writers have an award, uh, the Doctor Z uh, Award for a lifetime achievement as an NFL assistant coach. I mean, like, how many boxes does Steve Spagnuolo check for that? That's, yeah, that's, that's a layup. Um, but but as a head coach, I think I think once you have done it, and and the that was a bad it was a bad situation. It was a bad team. He didn't. You know, he didn't lift that. T- it, it it just went. It got away from. Him. It gets yeah. away from a lot of coaches, right? I, I think the answer is owners are dumb. Uh, I think that's really the 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 main answer there when it's all there. I have, as I always have, blown through my stop sign, Bob. Uh, we will have to continue this a little bit later on. Uh, you are the man. Thank you for joining us. We Anytime. appreciate the time, my friend. Good talking. See you, pal. Kurt, take care. See you, Adam. <laughs> bye bye.